internet. Turn it off and then tell me. No video. Pleasant good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Kinder Morgan Stadium. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, and this afternoon we have got girls softball for you today as the Mount St. Joseph women are here at home taking on from the North Coast Athletic Conference the Denison Big Red. Denison comes in with a record of one and three. They won one game out of two doubleheaders against the College of Worcester over the weekend. And as far as the Mount is concerned, they are now seven and five after their doubleheader sweep over Case Western this weekend. And this is their, they're in the middle of a three game winning streak. This is their second three game winning streak of the year. They've won seven of nine ball games coming into this one. Chuck alongside here again and Chuck seems like the Mount maybe that doubleheader against Case got them off the schneid a little bit. Yeah, like you said, the Mount's coming off a three game winning streak. Uh looking to get uh two more today against a tough Denison team to move to nine and five. Uh seven of the last nine. The pitching has been really strong for Sarah Miller as she'll get the nod at game one here and the bats have been getting going here quickly for the Mount. Yeah, the starting pitcher here this afternoon will be Taylor Falkenberg for Denison. Falkenberg is 0-1 with a 4.20 ERA. And as Chuck just said, it will be Sarah Miller starting for the Lions. She is 2-2 on the season with a 4.40 
ERA. But I want to go back to what happened this past weekend, Chuck. When you look at what when you are Chris, when you look at what happened over the past weekend, that hit by Olivia Berger was the big thing that may have stimulated this team for the rest of the year. Yeah, we spoke about it a little bit last weekend. Liv Berger came in in a pitch uh, hitting situation as a senior and, and came up big for the mount. And uh, they were able to get the first win, and then obviously McCool came in and uh, was able to do her thing in game two and was able to get a sweep over a good Case Western team. So we're just looking for that momentum booster. Got a busy week ahead, two here against Denison, uh, two at home on Saturday against Wittenberg, and then you get a top ten matchup against number seven DePaul on Sunday on the road. So a really busy week for the Mount and uh, really good to get it going. It'll be interesting. Let's check out the starting lineups, the batting order for Denison, the big red, one and three. They are 0 and 2 on the road this year. They will start and lead off at shortstop Maggie Ballantyne. Ballantyne is number 12, hitting 370 on the season. Claire Powell is in center field. She's number two, batting 167, batting second. Taylor Falkenberg is the starting pitcher, hitting 333 on the season and batting third. Caitlin Elwanger will be at third base. She's the cleanup hitter, hitting 273 on the year, number 24. Then comes Jessica Hopkins. She's the catcher, hitting 143. At batting fifth, or excuse me, sixth, is Gabby Dufresne. Dufresne, the right fielder, hitting 400. Sam Klein will be in the seventh position. She's She's at second base this afternoon, and she will be batting 200. At eighth spot in the order is Clara Wolf. She's in left field, hitting 125, number 10. And the DP this afternoon will be number 11, Allie Kovac. Kovac, no batting average as far through the first four ball games. She's hitless, and Noelle Chauvinek will be playing first base. That's who she will be hitting for. So, Ballantyne Powell and Falkenberg lead it off for Dennison. Elwanger, Hopkins, and Dufresne, the middle three. Klein, Wolf, and Kovac are the bottom three for Tiffany Osmond in her 14th year as head coach here at Denison. She has got a record of 304 wins and 188 losses. We told you they split or they played two doubleheaders against Worcester, one home, one away, and they won just one of those first four ballgames. Now before we get to the starting lineup for Mount, let's pause for our national anthem.
And now the batting order for this afternoon's ball game for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, seven and five on the season. They will start out at shortstop, Aaliyah Tucker batting three seventy-two on the air. Brooke Otto batting second in left field, hitting two twenty-five. Then comes Elizabeth Ivers behind the plate, hitting three oh three. Sarah Miller, the starting pitcher, and she is Hitting cleanup, hitting 250. Allie Lang will be at second base, batting 167. Gracie Woodyard is in center field today, hitting 267. Then comes Sarah Cardos. She's the DP, and she will be the DP this afternoon for Gabbard at first base. She's hitting 400. Casey Fincham is at third base, hitting 273. And Casey Bramble will be in right field, hitting 273. So it's Tucker, Otto, and Ivers, the top three. Miller, Lang, and Woodyard, the middle three. And Cardos, Fincham, and Bramble will be the bottom three for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Behind starting pitcher Sarah Miller, who is two and two on the year in seven appearances. She started four games, had one complete game. She has thrown 35 innings pitched this year. 30 get, she's given up 30 hits, 23 runs. She's given up 22 of those earned. Walked 11, struck out 18. She's given up four home runs this year, and she's got an ERA of 4.40. And against this Denison team, Chris, when you look at this team, they've only played four games, so you really don't know what you've got. Yeah, they're just getting their uh, second series in, or their third series into the season. And uh, going back, uh, the Mounters... Two and eight over the last ten games against Denison, so it hasn't been good for the Mount as of late. So really need to get a good start from Miller here on the mound, get ahead of hitters, and uh, the Mount need to get the bats going early here in the big keys of the game. Well, Denison in their all-black uniforms with red numerals, white trim. Maggie Ballantyne, the shortstop, stepping into the batter's box to get this thing underway. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Get that correct, Miller. Looks into the plate, peers in, and throws the first pitch of the ball game. It's upstairs for a ball, and we're underway from Kinder Morgan. 65 degrees and some clouds overhead. Bright sunshine here this afternoon. Glad to have you along today on Ultimate Sports Talk. Miller deals the 1-0 to the plate, and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball, 2-0. Claire Powell's on deck. Mount coming off a long layoff, about a week and a half off since their last game, so really important to have the energy up early here. 2-0 and the count to the leadoff, man. Fincham playing even with the bag at third, and that pitch is on the outside corner for a called strike, 2-1. Nice pitch by Miller. Ballantyne over the weekend in the, in the doubleheader Sunday had three hits, three runs, a home run. That was her first ever home run for the Southmore. And the 2-1 pitch to her is taken inside for a ball, 3-1. It might take Miller a little bit to get accustomed to the being out on the field again. Yeah, like we said, the uh, layoff was a little different, but had a good week of preparation. Got outside a few days. The weather's been good here in the Cincinnati area. 3-1, fouled straight back and out of play. And the count now goes full at 3-2. and two. Just talking with Coach Goderwitz and Coach Morris over the weekend. Just really excited to get this week kicked off. Like I said, six games over a seven-day spirit. And uh, got a tough Denison, tough Wittenberg, and obviously top-ranked DePaul coming in over the weekend. Miller with the count full, deals the payoff pitch, and that's down low for a ball, and she walks the initial batter of the ball game. 
So first walk of the ball game, leadoff man is on board, and that brings up Claire Powell. Powell hitting 167 on the year. Miller's first walk in, in uh, two games. Last two outings, zero walks for Sarah Miller. Was doing really good at that. Uh, struggled a little bit early on in the year. So just an unfortunate start, but uh, just got to rely on her defense here early. Powell, left-handed batter in the pitch and holding at first base, taking over the outside corner, but a little bit low. Ball one. Interesting stat about Ballantyne. She's the leadoff hitter, but in those four games against Worcester, she did not attempt a stolen base. One another count to Powell. Falkenberg, the starting pitcher today, is on deck. And the 1-0 pitch to the plate. Ballantyne bluffs a go, and then the batter Powell takes that pitch over the inside corner for a called strike. Evens up 1-1. One one. Little switch up defensively for the mount. Allie Lang normally plays right, coming in at second. And Casey Bramble takes over at right as Hodge is out for the game. 1-1 one one the count. Valentine fouled straight back. Powell fouled it right back here at us. Glad that screen was there. I didn't bring my glove again. And the count now one and two. Defensively for the mound, they've got Otto in left, Woodyard in center, Bramble in right, Fincham at third, Tucker short, Lang at second today, Gabbard at first, Ivers behind the plate, and Miller with a one and two count now. To Powell with nobody down. Valentine to first base. She holds up, and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball. Two and two. Valentine is getting a good jump at first base, but not seeming interested to go anywhere. Yeah, getting good a good, good jump off the bag, but just no threat to steal as of yet. And the 2-2, and that's taken over the outside corner. Called straight three. Snaps right at first. In time to get Valentine. Diving back into the bag, so a strikeout throw him out, double play, and the mound has two down here in the top of the first. Really good pitch by Sarah Miller for the punch out off the outside corner of the plate. And just as we were speaking about Valentine getting a jump off first, Ivers back-to-back weekends with a throw down to first and catching a runner down at first. So really good double play there for the mound to get the energy level back up here in the top of the first. First strikeout of the ball game. Now there's two away, nobody on base. And it brings up Falkenberg, who's hitting 333 on the year. And Falkenberg fouls that one straight back over our heads and out of play. Falkenberg hitting 323 on the season. 333, excuse me, on the season. And she's got three RBIs on the year. Four runs scored, four hits, 12 at bats. Two down here in the top of the first inning. Miller with. The double play in her pocket throws that pitch down low, bounced in front of the plate, one and one. I just want to speak on how important that play is right there with Ivers with the heads-up play. I mean, you get a runner on with no outs, obviously you get the strikeout call and then a bang play at first to get the second out. Just killer momentum play right there behind with Ivers behind the plate. So really good heads-up play by her. One and one the count to Falkenberg, and that pitch called strike over the heart of the plate, one and two. Yeah, and that was a nice snap throw by Ivers down to first base. That You can tell the energy level just up just off that play alone in the dugout, and you can even tell by Miller on the mound just a little bit more, a little pep to her step after that play. One and two the count, and the pitch to the plate upstairs for a ball, two and two. Falkenberg working away on Miller. Fincham is playing even with the bag at first. 
at third, excuse me, and down on first base. That's Cardos playing first base here this afternoon, sorry. And she's even with the bag, and that pitch is taken down low and inside, three and two. So two out of the first three batters, Miller has gone full to. Walkenberg, right-handed hitter. Stands right in the middle of the batter's box. Two down here in the first inning, no score. Wind blowing out towards left. And the payoff pitch from Miller, swung on, fly ball out the center. Woodyard going back, she's got a beat on it, and grabs it in front of the warning track for the third out of the inning. So in the inning for Dennison, they get no runs, no hits, nobody left on base as we head to the bottom of the first inning. Your score, Dennison nothing, and the mount coming to bat. This is the story of a boy who didn't talk for a long time. The boy liked things to always be the same. Any changes would scare and upset him. The unknown was an unfriendly place. The boy was very sensitive to lights and sounds. So he built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. The boy didn't like looking people in the eye. He wasn't trying to be mean, it just made him feel uncomfortable. Sometimes he would flap his arms again and again. One day I found out I had something called autism. My family got me help. Slowly I found my voice and learned all the ways I could live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org. Well, out on the mound this afternoon for Dennison is Taylor Falkenberg. Falkenberg on the season with a 4.20 ERA, 0-1 on the year. She's made just one appearance, started that one game against Worcester over the weekend. She pitched five innings, gave up three earned runs on nine hits, walked three, struck out five in the ball game, gave up two home runs and a double in the contest, and she will be facing the top of the order for Mount St. Joseph, Aaliyah Tucker, Brooke Otto, and Elizabeth Ivers. Tucker, the shortstop. By the way, the Mount is in their uniforms today with the blue pants, the white tops, which are shoulderless, and then they've got the long sleeve sweatshirt underneath, the dark blue numerals and gold trim. They're almost like, I like these, Chris. They're almost like the Team USA uniforms in Olympic softball. This is my favorite combination for the uniforms. It's got the sleeveless shirt. The girls yep. have the option to either wear a T-shirt or the long sleeve underneath. Tucker bumps it up the first base line, coming in to pick it up the first base and throw first. Not in time to get Tucker as she beats out the bunt single. Boy, nice bunt by Tucker. Chauvinet came in and grabbed it on a hop and just had no time to get a decline. He was covering from second. Tucker with a nice bunt down the first base line. Got a good jump out of the box. First, uh, first baseman made a heck of a play on it, but Tucker's speed just beat the throw, and the mount finally get a close call at first for the first <laughs> time all season. Tucker, 10 for 13 stealing, and that brings up Otto, and throw down to first base as Otto takes the pitch up high for a ball, 1-0, and getting back easily as Tucker. Keep an eye on Tucker, chasing the uh, stolen base record career. Uh, career, I think 89 is the total. I think she's 11 shy. And if we can get Brooke Otto going at the play, we'll be Squaring his auto, takes a pitch, going as Tucker. Throw to second, not in time. And the, Tucker slid off the bag a little bit, but got back in time before 
the shortstop, Valentine, could get the tag back down. Really good jump by Tucker out of first and really wasn't a close play at second. So as we were speaking, she's cut that down to 10 stolen bases to tie the uh, career at 89 held by Morgan Kane. And like I was saying, the coaching staff was really – um, really trying to get Brooke Otto going offensively. She's had a really good week of practice, a lot of good things, working hard. It's just need a couple hits to happen here for her in a game and just kind of get that momentum going for her, and we really need her at the top of the lineup to get going. Well, we've got a slight delay here. Not sure what happened to the catcher during that period, but uh, she's a left-handed catcher too, by the way, which is unusual in baseball or softball, but... Hopkins, a left-handed catcher, and she I'm not sure if it, looks like what she, happened. Yeah, it looks like she was uh, trying to explain it to the umpire that Brooke was trying to attempt to lay down a bunt and maybe came back and maybe hit her a little bit on the attempt to well, pull here's back. The, here's the 2-0, and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball, 3-0. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I... Not sure exactly, but it was just kind of what they were looking like that they were explaining to each other. Ivers is on deck, and the 3-0 pitch to the plate. Upstairs, ball four. Good start offensively for the mount. Two on, no outs. Tucker got on off the bunt. Otto draws a walk, and Ivers coming up to the plate with no outs. And uh, Anything in the outfield base hit should score Tucker. Otto's got some speed at first, so really good chance here early for the mount to jump on the board here. Ivers hitting 303 on the year, two homers, 11 RBIs, slugging percentage of 606, and she's got nobody down, runners at first and second, Otto at first, Tucker at second, and that pitch taken over the heart of the plate for a called strike. 0-1-1, Sarah Miller is on deck. It would be unusual, I would think, Chris, for Tucker to try to steal third in this situation. Yeah. Although the third baseman, knowing yeah. is even with the bag. Third's playing even with the bag, so she's she's playing back a little bit. Squaring Ivers then, and then she fakes a go, and the throw goes into left field, and Tucker will advance the third in with the slide. Just as we were talking about that. Looks like Tucker was about halfway to third, paused for a second, the throw down to third went under the third baseman's glove and went out to left field. Tucker was able to advance, and then Otto with the heads up base running behind her and was able to advance. So now we've got runners at second and third. No outs here for Ivers at the plate. I'm not sure whether they're going to call that, how they're going to score it, but Tucker was on her way to third, so I gave her a stolen base. That pitch outside for a ball, one and two. She she was about halfway. I mean, the whole reason why the catcher threw it down was Tucker took off halfway. She just paused for a split second thinking that uh, she may have had to head back to second, but caught a break. Like I said, went into left field and was able to, to get two stolen bases there. One and two, ball up high. Two and two the count. Tucker at third, Otto at second. First base is empty with Sarah Miller coming up on deck, the cleanup man. Mount really need to deliver in this situation just to give Miller a little bit of a lead going into the second inning. And the 2-2 swung on, fly ball, short right field. Coming in is Dufresne. She's going to grab it. Here comes Tucker. Here comes the throw to the plate. And Tucker will score. And advancing the third on the sacrifice fly is Otto. And the Lions have taken a one to nothing lead. Good job by Ivers. Stay patient at the bat. Put a ball out in the right field, obviously with Tucker's speed tagged up, and then a heads-up base running by Brooke Otto at second, was able to tag up and advance to third with one out, and Miller at the plate, and the Lions take the 1-0 lead. Well, for Ivers, that her 12th RBI on the year. 
Lions lead at one to nothing, and it brings up Sarah Miller hitting 250 on the season. Miller, five RBIs on the year, and she takes that pitch over the outside corner for a called strike. Otto now at third base, one down here in the bottom of the first inning. And the 0-1 is taken just above the belt for a ball, one and one the count. Well, you can't ask for a better day here. Maybe a little warmer. Spring is in the air. Yep. Sunny, low 60s, a little bit of wind, not much, but really nice day for softball on a Tuesday afternoon. Wind swirling here this afternoon. The 1-1 swung on in a half swing, and it's grounded foul wide of first base, 1-2 and two now. Yeah, the center field flag is blowing in and then out towards left field, so it's kind of swirling here at Kinder Morgan. One ball, two strikes to count. One away here in the bottom of the first inning. The Lions with a one to nothing lead. Otto at third, and that pitch swung on and grounded near the third base dugout foul. Count stays one and two. Told you about how the Lions have won seven of their last nine ball games. This is their second three-game winning streak of the year, but it's been totally different against Denison. That pitch upstairs for a ball, two and two. Against Denison in the last 10 ball games, last time they played was in 2018, and the Lions have won just two of the last 10. Yeah, the Mount have struggled against Denison, so really important to, to try to get. It's called strike three. The catcher, Hopkins, threw the ball, just rounded it out to the, rolled it out to the mound, but there were only two down. That's the first strikeout of the ball game Number two, the for Falkenberg. And it will bring up the second baseman, Ali Lang. Really heads up play right there by the pitcher as the catcher thought it was three outs. Threw the ball out to, to the pitcher's mat on the ground. Luckily, the pitcher was right there, or Brooke would have been able to steal home right there. Lang hitting 167 on the season, and she pops that out to the left center field, and it's going to drop for a base hit. Coming home is Otto, rounding first and heading into second with a double is Lang. So first pitch, and Lang drives home the second run of the ball game, and the Lions lead it now, two to nothing. Allie moved up in the lineup uh, this week for the Mount and delivered right there, like you said. First pitch, come up ready to swing, little bloop over the short ba uh, shortstop's head, center field diving attempt, just right off the end of her glove, and uh, Aaliyah, or Allie was able to get to second, and Brooks scoring. So that's a big two inning. All right, two-run two inning there for the Mountain. Hopefully we can get Lang across here with two outs. And Falkenberg rocks into the motion, and the pitch is taken by Gracie Woodyard, who's up now outside, ball one. Woodyard hitting 267, five RBIs on the year. Eight hits, 30 at-bats, including a double. Woodyard ahead of the count, 1-0. Lang at first. That pitch swung on. Fly ball, deep left field. Going back as the left fielder can't catch up to it. It'll hit up against the fence. Coming home to score is Lang. It's 3-0 and into second base with a two-out RBI double is Woodyard. Just as we talked in the pregame, getting hits early for the Mount were key. And so far this inning... Uh, a sack fly, Allie Lang comes up with a bloop over short, and then Gracie Woodyard hits a ball off left field fence and was able to score another run, and Woodyard ends up at second. Still in scoring position with two outs, and Cardos coming up to the plate. Cardos hitting 400 on the year, stepping up to the plate, playing first base today. She's got four hits and ten at-bats. 
just one RBI on the year, but she's got an RBI sitting out at second base in Woodyard, and she takes that pitch at the knees for a called strike. Cardos was able to get an opportunity last weekend against Case Western and, and really did good at the plate, had really good at bats, was able to get a couple walks, a few hits, um, so really good weekend for her last She's weekend. She's in the front of the batter's box, and that pitch is taken outside for a ball, one and one. Now, the Lion bats, at least here in the first inning, appear to have warmed up with the weather. One and one the count. And the pitch is taken off the elbow of Cardos, and she got hit by a pitch, and she'll take first base. And that'll bring Fincham to the plate. Falkenberg's really struggling here for Dennison early. You can tell by her body language. Uh, gave up a couple hits early, and uh, obviously with the three runs, and then a hit by pitch there for Cardos. And Falkenberg's just trying to get out of the inning here. We got runners on first and second, and like I said, she, you can just tell by the body language she's struggling just a little bit here for Dennison. Fincham with the open batting stance in the right-hand batter's box. Takes that one over to the inside corner for a called strike. Fincham hitting 273 on the year. Cardos is at first base. Woodyard at second. Two down. That pitch is outside to change up. 2-0. Oh. Excuse me. 1-1. One one. Bramble's on deck. If you're wondering where Hodge is, she's not playing. At least in these two ball games. And that pitch, one and one off the outside corner. Two and one the count. You don't see many left handed catchers. I'm I'm trying to think back to the last one I have seen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Mount ha Swung on, grounded is short, wide is short. Coming in, grabbing it as Valentine, and she'll step on second for the force out, and that will do it here in this first inning of play. But for the Mount, in the inning, they get three runs on three base hits, no errors for Dennison and the Lions leave two on base. We head to the second inning of play. It's Mount three and Dennison nothing. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCoHost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCoHost. So the Lions with a three spot in the bottom of the first inning, and they lead it three to nothing heading into the second. It'll be Elwanger, Hopkins, and Dufresne for Dennison here in the second inning. We checked, and it was an error on the catcher throwing it down the left field line. So Tucker in that first inning. Number 24, the third baseman, Caitlin Will not be credited with a stolen base. She got the one on second, but not the one on third. So coming up to the plate now is Caitlin Elwanger. Elwanger hitting 273 on the season, the cleanup hitter. Miller into the motion. And throws that first pitch, swung on a miss, strike one. 
Miller faced the minimum in the first inning, but that was thanks to a strike him out, throw him out, double play. 3-0 Mount on top of it. Fincham even with the bag at third base. Wind kicking up, as you can hear, and that pitch taken off the outside corner. Ball one. Really interested to see how Miller throws the rest of the game here with a 3-0 lead early. That speaks volume as a pitcher. Just kind of go out there, getting your start to manage the game, get comfortable. you got a lead, so uh, that's really important early on for Miller here. 1-1 one one the count, and the pitch to Elwanger is a called strike over the outside part of the plate. 1-2 and two now. 3-0, Mount St. Joseph with the lead. Miller into the wind, and the 1-2 pitch to the cleanup hitter for Dennison. Check swing on a pitch upstairs, and the count now 2-2. Two and two. On deck is Hopkins, left-handed hitter. 2-2 two and two the count. Miller peers in, gets the sign. And the pitch is a changeup over the inside corner called strike three. Really good pitch by Miller. Just throws the batter on the changeup for the for the strikeout in the first out here in the top of the second. Number second strikeout of the ball Jessica game for Hopkins. Miller. And it brings up Jessica Hopkins hitting 143 on the season. Hopkins, left-handed hitter. The catcher, we said... She had some some sort of an injury in the first inning. She's just one for seven on the year. She swings and fouls that back up against the screen. 0-1-1. You don't see... I, I can only remember a couple of left-handed catchers in baseball. I've seen more of them in girls softball down the road. I, I agree. I haven't. I can't think of one that comes to mind. Uh, on the major league level or even from the softball standpoint. The 0-1 outside for a ball. 1-1. It's almost one of those unwritten rules that you can't have a left-handed catcher. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate to Hopkins. Swung on and popped foul and back out of play over the top of us. Count now 1-2. and two. It's a lot easier to throw to first base than it is to third, but catchers anymore, they don't really throw to first base. And as I say that, Ivers did that in the first inning and got an out on it. One and two the count. Pitch upstairs gets by Ivers to the backstop. Two and two the count now. With softball, it's just so hard. 60 feet away, they don't get lead off, so you don't really see the throw back to first very often, but... Uh, there are times, like we said uh, last weekend with Ivers and then again here in the first inning, where you just catch every catch a runner every once in a while, popping off that bag just a little too far and just kind of keeping them honest. Two and two the count to Hopkins. And the pitch swung on, popped up, straight back, and out of play again. Really good at bat here by Hopkins, fouling off a bunch of pitches. Two-two count, just really battling up there against Miller. Dufresne is on deck. Two and two the count. One down here in the top of the second inning. It's 3-0 Mount. And the 2-2 pitch to Hopkins. Swung on and grounded to second. Coming over to her right is Lang. Throws to first base in time. And there are two away. Good play by Lang. Moving uh, to her right just a few steps. Able to 
gather it together and get the out at first and get two outs. And Miller off to a really good start here for the Mount. All right, I know she's heard this thousands of times, but I don't think she's any relation to Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> now that we have gotten that out of the way, <laughs> Gabby Dufresne hitting 400, right-handed hitter, and she takes that just over the inside corner for a called strike. Just a couple of facts here on Dennison that uh, I was reading about last year, obviously before the pandemic, record of three and six, and then going back into 2019, record of 22 and 14. So, and the 0-1 off the outside corner for a ball. Program's doing a lot of good things. Uh, head coach is two-time NCAC Coach of the Year, uh, three-time NCAC champion, and then uh, two Division Three tournament appearances. So they got a good thing going up in Dennison. Just a really tough conference with the North Coast Athletic Conference. And the 1-1 pitch called strike over the outside part of the plate, and the count now goes to 1-2. and two. Dufresne, number 13, right-handed batter. There is only one girl on this Denison roster that is from Ohio. 1-2 pitch, swung on and grounded wide of third and foul. I mean, it is... Unusual. It's an architectural school, but they've only got one girl, and that's from Chagrin Falls up near Cleveland that is from Ohio. They've got several from Illinois, some from Indiana. Girl from Las Vegas, Nevada. She lost a fortune at the casino and came here. <laughs> <laughs> one and two. And the pitch to Dufresne, swung on and tapped, foul, just stayed alive. Boy, that was a nice changeup by Miller, and Dufresne just got a piece of it. Really good pitch, and like you said, just stayed alive there for the one-two count. But looks like Miller's changeup's working pretty good here early for him. I understand we're having video problems with the stream here this afternoon, so we will be doing both games of this doubleheader. Just to let everybody know, we were only going to do the first one, but now since the live stream is down, we'll do both games here today on Ultimate Sports Talk. And the 1-2 pitch to the plate, swung on, fly ball. Boy, she hit that one a ton. Back out into left center field, and it is gone. Dufresne got all of that one, and it carried out into deep left center field for her first home run of the season, and it is now 3-1. to one. Just left one up in the zone, and just a hard hit ball off the bat, and you could tell off the bat that it was going to get out of here. And uh, Dufresne, best hitter on the team, going by the stats for the first four games. So she got all of that one. And Miller just needs to regroup. Got two outs here in the inning and just try to work through this and, and get to the bottom half of the inning for the Lions. First home run, first RBI of the season for Gabby Dufresne. Cuts the lead for the Lions to two at three to one. And it brings up to the plate Sam Klein, the second baseman. Klein, two hits, ten at-bats over the weekend against Worcester. And she pops that one foul over the first base dugout and out of play. One thing about Dennison, they're not missing many pitches on their swings. They're fouling them off. Yeah, they're putting together some really good at-bats, uh, battling, getting the counts deep into counts, fouling a few pitches off, putting a few balls in play, obviously the home run there to get them on the board. Um, but it just goes to speak volume of that three three-run bottom of the first for the Lions to still let Miller be comfortable. And, and Klein swings and misses as I say that. 
and the count goes to 0-2. And even with Miller giving up the home run there, you know, still have a two-run lead, so just take a deep breath, get back out there, and, and try to get the last out here and get to the bottom half of the inning. Well, pitchers are going to give up home runs, so the key is not to have anybody on base when you give them up. And the 0-2 pitch declined, swung on, popped foul over the first base, dug out again and out of play. Yeah, I agree. You want to keep it to solo home runs if you can. It's going to happen. It's part of the game. Uh, it's just how you respond to it. Uh, you know, you can't drop your head. You just got to pick yourself up and, and continue to manage the game and continue to pitch your game. 0-2 to count. Two down here in the second. It's 3-1 to one mount. And the... 0-2 pitch declined, swung on, popped up on the infield. Coming out as Ivers from behind the plate, grabs it, and that is the end of the second inning of play. But for Dennison, they get Dennison one run on one, one hit, the home run hit, by Dufresne, and they leave nobody on. As we head to the bottom of the second, it's now the Mount 3, Dennison 1. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs. But in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell and Chris Morris back here at Kinder Morgan Stadium where the Lions have a 3-1 lead. Lead-off hitter is Bramble. And she took that first pitch over the outside corner for a called strike. Second pitch, same spot, 0-2. Bramble get an opportunity in right field today with Hodge being out, moving Lang into second. Uh, Bramble brings to the plate power, speed, and uh, discipline. And she swings and grounds that one wide of third and passed. Beth down in third base. Couldn't come up with that grounder. She's gonna not going to live that one down. No, she's down there thinking about it just for a second. But, uh, yeah, coaching third is Beth Goderwitz, head coach. In her 19th season as head coach, 20th overall for the Mount. And down at first base is Coach Dee Dee Morris in her sixth season for the Mount. 0-2, oh, and, and that pitch is upstairs, a changeup, 1-2. and two. You know nothing about her. Very little. Very little about both of them. Actually, spend most of our time outside of work is around softball with Coach Goddard, her husband, Allen, and Coach Morris. That pitch, one and two, hanging outside. Two and two to count now. Couldn't ask for two better people that care about the kids, care about the program, bring the energy every day. Uh, the girls love being around both coaches, and uh, just really good people. That pitch is inside to Bramble, and 
The count now full of three and two. So Bramble fell down 0 and two, but she's battled back. Tucker is on deck, and Otto is in the hole. As we spoke earlier, Bramble's going to get up there in a bat. She she fights every at bat, and uh, hey, a pitch swung on, pop foul over the first base dugout, and that will go out of play off the dugout roof. Count stays three and two. Be really nice if Bramble can find a way on here. Uh, with top of the lineup coming up again already here in the top or the bottom half of the inning for the Lions with Tucker and Otto. You brought it up a little bit earlier, Chris, about DePaul University. Bring it up here after this pitch. Three and two to count. And Falkenberg's pitch to Bramble. Called strike three over the outside corner. To say that was a generous third strike would be generous. Yeah, Bramble took it off the outside of the plate. Uh, if it's close, you at least got to try to attempt to foul it off. Unfortunately, on that one, she took it took it looking off the outside corner and was called out for the strikeout, which brings up Tucker to the plate. Second strikeout of the ball game for Falkenberg. Aaliyah Tucker got a bunt single her first time up. She hits that one and jacks it foul down the left field side and out of play. That one landed out by the batting cages. Just foul, so Boy, that was in play. That would have been on top of the batting cages in left field. Oh, and won the count to Tucker. She had a nice bunt single up the first base line her first time up, stole second, went to third on air, and came home on a sacrifice fly. Owen oh, won the count, and that pitch is a called strike. Oh, and two. Aaliyah can really get on in so many different ways. She can drop the bunt. She could put a ball in play and beat it out. She's got the power to be able to leave the ballpark. Just a really good overall player and one of the best in the conference. Came in hitting 372. That one up. That pitch swung on and grounded a second. Coming over as Klein. Throw to first in time. Two away. Chris, you talked about DePaul and how they're coming up on the schedule this weekend for the Lions. They played a doubleheader yesterday with Transylvania and swept both games 8 to nothing. And four to two, and they're one of the premier teams around the area. DePaul ranked top, or they're ranked seventh in the country. That poll comes out tomorrow, so they should switch. Uh, again, they swept Transy yesterday, and just an unbelievable stat here for their pitcher, Cami Henry. And hats off to her. She went two complete games, 14 innings, 12 strikeouts, and only two earned runs all day long. That pitch swung on and grounded right back through the box. Coming in as Ballantin. She'll pick it up but can't get it in over to first base in time. That went off the glove of Falkenberg, and Ballantin came in, grabbed it, but could not throw Otto out at first base. So that'll go as an infield single. And just to recap on that, DePaul, just a tip of the hat to Kami Henry. Really good performance by her against a top-ten team in Transy. So we'll get to see them later on in the week. Um, Otto's here on, on base twice already early, which is really good for her momentum. Like you said, a ball up the middle. Pitcher deflected it, went to the shortstop. Otto was able to get on first with her speed. Just no play at first for the short. Otto on the year two of two in stolen base attempts. Three to one, and there goes Otto. Swung on fly ball out into right center field. Coming over to her left is Powell, the center fielder, and she'll cross in front of Dufresne in right to take the ball and end the inning here in the bottom of the second inning. So we played two complete. You score now. Mount three, Denison one. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Well, there's a few more games going on around the Heartland Conference this afternoon. It got underway at 3 o'clock, and Manchester is playing at Trine. That's a doubleheader going on in Angola, Indiana. And Defiance is playing at Bluffton. That game is probably just now getting underway. And that is happening. That's a doubleheader also. 3-1 to one going on right now here at Kinder Morgan. Mount on top of it by a couple of runs. And leading it off. Leading off the third for Dennison. For Dennison is Clara Wolf. Clara Wolf, the left fielder. She's batting 125 on the season coming into this one. One hit, eight of bats on the year. Right-handed hitter. Wolf from Bellevue, Washington. And that pitch is swung on foul straight back towards here, Chris, and just to the right of Chris. <laughs> Chris got up to go get my score sheet, which blew away. Had you been there, you probably would have grabbed it. I would have snagged it for us so we didn't get hit. That's right, just to the right of you. Dave's put me to, Dave's put me to work back here behind the mic, running around, getting paperwork, <laughs> catching foul balls. Oh, and win the count. Finch him even with the bag at third, and that pitch is over the heart of the plate at the knees. Strike two. Dave, you spoke a little bit about what's going on at the HCAC level right now as far as games going on today, and and just across the board, the conference has played just a brutal schedule. Folks have played top 25 teams up and down out of our conference, which is really good for the conference. And the 0-2 pitch is taken upstairs for a ball, one and two, the count to Wolf. Kovac is on deck. She's the DP, and then back to the top of the order, Ballantyne. One and two the count to Wolf. Miller into the wind, and the two-strike pitch to the plate called strike three over the outside corner. Umpire's calling that outside corner pretty heavy uh, for both pitchers here, and Miller's able to get a punch out here for the first out in the top of the third. Number 11, the DP, Allie Kovacs. One strikeout an inning is what Miller has done so far. She's got three. And it brings up to the plate Ali Kovac. She's the DP, left-handed hitter. Kovac on the year, just one at bat. She's getting the start here today. Takes that pitch low and outside for a ball. She is hitting for Noel Chauvinek, who is playing first base here this afternoon. 
Cardos even with the bag at first. Fincham even at third. And the 1-0 bunner up the third baseline, but it goes foul, and the count now evens up at 1-1. One one. Dave, I just want to check that. So at first is actually 35. Rachel Gabbert's playing first, but I believe Cardos, Cardos is a DP. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, Gabbard is actually out on yep. first base defensively for the Lions. I could swear, though, that Cardos was out there in the first inning. Now you're testing my memory. <laughs> and the 1-1, that pitch is low and outside for a ball, 2-1. and Because I expected Gabbard to be at first base, and then when I looked out there, it looked like 36. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Gabbard, 35. And 36 is Cardos. Yep, 36 is Cardos. Two and one the count. With one away here in the third. Pitch swung on and fouled straight back towards us. Boy, Dennison has something against us today. A lot of action back here behind wow. the net for us. A couple foul balls to left or right and a couple <laughs> right back to our face into the net. One and two. I need one of those clamps that I can put my <laughs> score sheet down here instead of holding on to it. Two and two the count. Govach. The pitch to the plate swung and fouled off against the left field screen. And count two and two still. Dennison really battle at the plate. I mean, they're getting ahead every once in a while, but then uh, Miller be able, is able to battle back. And then obviously Dennison fouled a bunch of pitchers off so far early in this game. Yeah, they definitely have in there. I would tend to guess that probably 25% of the pitches that Miller has thrown so far have been fouled off. Two and two the count. And pitch swung on and missed, strike three. That is the first swinging strikeout that Miller has had in the ballgame. She struck out the first two. Four in the ballgame, and it brings to the top of the order to the plate. Maggie Ballantyne. Ballantyne walked and was picked off first base her first time up. Miller off to a good start here, bottom of the second. Already four strikeouts. Obviously gave up the one hit off the home run, but... Really staying poised. And that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball. Boy, Sarah's loose today. Yeah, you could tell. She yeah. just, I think what helped was that 3 nothing bottom of the first. Like I'm telling you, when you can get out there on a lead, it just really relaxes the pitcher. There's not a lot of weight on their shoulders, and they can just kind of get in a groove and start working. And the 1-0 pitch to the plate called strike on the outside part. 1-1. One you can tell she's moving the ball inside and out, coming in on the hands every once in a while. Getting the call on the outside of the plate helps also, so um, just she's in a really good groove right now. Lions leading it 3-1. to one. one and one the count with two down here in the third. And the pitch to Valentine swung and fouled off to the screen again. And the count now is 1-2. and two. I'll wear a hole out in one of these net, in his, in his nets by the time Dennison plays another game here with all these fouled off pitches for them but uh, really battling at the plate and obviously give Miller credit too as she's getting going right back at him with four strikeouts on the day so far one and two the count two down here in the third to Dennison and that pitch feeling for it Valentine swung on and missed strike three so Miller strikes out the side she's got five K's in the ball game we head to the bottom of the third it's mount three and Dennison won on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. 
At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Lions lead it 3-1 to one as we head to the bottom of the third inning. Dave Mitchell along with Chris Morris this afternoon. Our next broadcast game will be the second game of this doubleheader. We'll bring it to you. But then our next broadcast game after today is going to be Saturday when the Lions football team comes home. And they will be playing Defiance on Saturday. What a game Josh Taylor had against Franklin on Saturday, Chris. Really good performance by him. The Mount put up 59 points against Franklin. So good to get them back in the win column. And he really got some national recognition for that game, which rightfully so. Miller, Lang, and Woodyard for the Lions. And Miller takes that one over the inside corner for a called strike. Miller struck out her first time up. She struck out the side on the mound in the last inning. Now that pitch swung on it, grounded in front of the plate. Coming over is the catcher, and she throws it right down the right field line, but backing it up on a nice play is Dufresne from right field, and that'll hold Miller at first base. Hopkins popped out, had the ball, but she threw it wide of first base, and on via the air is Miller. Number two, the second baseman. The old-fashioned swinging bun is what that was. It was a full swing, and the ball just literally spun right in front of home plate. Came out and made a play on it just over the overthrow at first, and Miller was able to get on safely. Second error of the ball game against the catcher, Hopkins. That pitch is bunted out in front of the plate by Lang, and the throw to second base, not in time. Miller beat it out at second base, so that puts runners at first and second. As getting on first base via the fielder's choice is Lang. Really nice bump by Lang. Third baseman came in and made a play. Tried to go to second, which I didn't think she had a shot at, and she didn't. But uh, instead of just going to first and getting out, she tried to make the play to second. Miller was safe at second, and then that left Lang safe at first. So the mound has something going here in the bottom half of the third. Runners on first and second with no outs. Three to one, the score. Mount on top of it. And Woodyard, who doubled the left center her last time up, is up now and takes that first pitch down low. Lang's off to a good start uh, offensively for the mount. Was able to get that uh, shot over RBI single over the shortstop's head in the first inning. And obviously they're laying down a bunt and using their speed to get down to first and moving a runner over. And the 1-0 pitch is just outside and low. Ball two. Well, that just makes this mount lineup even better if Lang is hitting and you can drop Woodyard down a spot in the order like they've done today. It really does, and, and Woodyard had a really good weekend last weekend against Case Western. Obviously, Hodge has had a really good season, so uh, it's good for Lang and Bramble to step up 
uh, with Hodge being out today. 2-0, swung on and grounded and short. Ballantyne picks it up, flips it over to third in time to get the runner there. The throw across, not in time to get Woodyard going down to first base. So Miller is cut down 6-5 on the play for the first out of the inning. Lang took second and safe at first base on the play is Woodyard. And Cardos now is the batter. Smart play by Ballantyne at short, was able to Underhanded over to third, get the easy out. Still runners on first and second for the mount with an opportunity here. Cardo swings and misses. 0-1. Lang is at second base. Woodyard at first. Cardos on the year. Came in hitting 400 on the season. Right-handed batter. She swings and misses on that outside offering. 0-2 to count. Cardos was hit by a pitcher last time up. Fincham is on deck. 0-2 the count, one down here in the third. Lions up 3-1. They've got runners at first and second, and that pitch is taken inside, and that hit her on the elbow again. Same spot, so she's been hit by the pitch twice. Find a way on. That's what Cardos has done last weekend and this and today so far. Just find a way on, and that's big for the mount. Bases loaded, one out with Fincham coming up, and uh, Cardos is... Really had some. She fell. She was 0-2 count right there for a hit pitch. So uh, Falkenberg, you know, just struggled right there to be able to get the hit by pitch. And now she's in a, a little bit of trouble here with bases loaded and one out with Fincham up. That's the fourth time this year Cardos has been hit by a pitch, and that pitch taken down low for a ball. No place to put Fincham as the bases are loaded. Lang at third, Woodyard at second, Cardos is at first. Infield playing in, and the 1-0 called strike. Umpire really likes that outside pitch. He's calling that about every time. A ball to the right side should score a run, and a ball anywhere in the outfield should score, as Lang does have speed at third for a sack fly. 1-1 the count. Fincham with Bramble on deck, and that pitch is a called strike of the knees, 1-2. Fincham has been content to watch the first three pitches go by and the count now one ball, two strikes, and that pitch is upstairs, two and two. Good miss there on a one-two count, trying to go upstairs outside, see if Fincham would chase. Lions with the bases juice, two-two the count. And Fincham grounds that right back through the box. Nice grab by Falkenberg, she'll throw home for one, throw back to first base, not in time. As Fincham beats it out, the bases remain loaded, but now there are two down. Good play by Falkenberg. Just a slow roller hit right back to her at the mound. Was able to easily come home and get the force out. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately was not able to get Fincham down at first. So the mounts still have an opportunity here. Bases loaded with Bramble up with two outs. Woodyard's at third. Cardos at second. And that pitch is taken over at the knees to Bramble. Oh, and won the count. Did you see? Did you hear her walk-up music? Star Wars. <laughs> That's a little different. Yeah, Darth Vader is coming to the plate. <laughs> and Owen won the count. That pitch swung on and grounded wide of third. Grabbed by the third baseman. Elwanger throw to Kirst is in time. Boy, that looked like 
She beat that out, but the umpire calls her out, and that'll do it here in the third inning of play. And for the Lions, they pick up no runs in the inning. As we head to the fourth, Lions still lead it 3-1. to Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Chris, while we've got an opportunity, I want to send out... Good luck and well wishes tonight to the Thomas Moore women's basketball team as they're playing Westmont for the NAIA National Championship. And it strikes close to home for the Mount because the sister of Tanner Close, Taylor, is one of the players on that Thomas Moore team. And she'll be playing tonight in Sioux City, Iowa for the Leading National the Championship of NAIA. So good luck to them. Player, yeah, good luck to Thomas Moore. Really awesome NAIA championship uh, I was fortunate enough to play at Campbellsville University, so that NAI level is loaded with athletes, and well wishes to Thomas Moore, and hopefully they can bring it home. Yeah, my son used to coach football at Iowa Wesleyan, which was an NAIA school, and that's a great organization. Three to one, mount on top of it. Miller struck out the side her last time, and she swings, the first pitch is swung on and fouled down the left field side by Claire Powell, 0-1 the count. Powell, Falkenberg, and Elwanger are up here in the top of the fourth for Denison. It is a 3-1 to one Mount lead. We'll also be bringing you the second game of this doubleheader. Missed opportunity there for the Mount in the bottom half of the third. Left the bases loaded. Was able, unable to get anything out of it. So hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt them later in this game. Powell, left-handed hitter. That pitch is hanging outside for a ball. 1-1 one one the count. Powell struck out her first time up. And we talked about Denison's all-time NCAC record since 1998. They are 217 and 98. Impressive. Here's the strange part about that. Pitch called strike at the knees. One and two the count. The strange part about that record is against Oberlin, they are 39 and one since 1998. 39 and 1. That is really impressive. Yeah, Denison's a good program. I mean, uh, obviously, gotten 2 of 8, or 8 and 2 over the last 10 against the Mount. Outside for a ball, Powell evens up the count at 2 and 2. Head coach is well known across the country. Uh, they're doing good things. They're in a really tough conference. They're actually in the conference with DePaul, so just a really tough conference, but really good program up there at Denison. 2-2 two two the count to Powell. Falkenberg is on deck, and the pitch swung on and lined into left field for a base hit. Coming over is Woodyard. She'll grab it in center and over in left center field. And that will be the second hit of the ball game. 
as Claire Powell picks up her first Number hit 18, of the, the contest, a base hit. Nobody down, and it brings up Falkenberg. She flied to center her last time up. Here's another one, though. Since 1998, they have 34 wins out of 40 matchups against Hiram. Wow. So they have made mincemeat out of Hiram and Oberlin since 1998. Tremendous record over those two, two programs. And the 3-1 pitch. There goes the runner. Throw it down to second base on a ball inside, and it is not in time. Ivers made a nice throw down to second base with Tucker covering the bag. But Powell went in with the stolen base. Good jump at first. Ivers actually threw that from her knees and was right on the money. Just just a second late, Tucker was able to put the tag, but unfortunately she was safe at second. Powell, her second stolen base in two attempts on the year. She's now at second. That pitch, check swing, hangs upstairs 2-0. Falkenberg ahead in the count. L. Langer, the cleanup hitter, is on deck. After the easy inning, last inning for Miller, in a little bit of a trouble here. Base hit single, stolen base, runner at second, no outs, and behind on the count here early. Falkenberg, right-handed hitter, 2-0 the count. Miller with Powell at second base. The pitch to the plate upstairs, ball three. Well, she's getting it upstairs in this inning, though, Chris. Yeah, just needs to settle down, work down, work away, and um, just really battle here, try to fight back here off a 3-0 count. Uh, don't want to get Dennison anything going here in the top half of the fourth. The smile is not on her face now like it was the last <laughs> inning, and that pitch is a called strike. There we go. Go out to the outside. He's calling that all day. Try to get that, get back in the count here and keep battling. 3-1 and one the count now to Falkenberg with nobody down. In the fourth inning. This is the first game of the double dip. And we'll also be bringing the second game to you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Three and one the count. Miller into the wind and the pitch to Falkenberg is swung on and fouled straight back over our heads and out of play. Another foul ball for Dennison. And that just accumulates the pitch count, Chris. Yeah, it does. And, and, and also it just kind of frustrates Miller a little bit. You're battling, you're battling. They're fouling pitches off. You're you're getting back into the account. She was down 3-0, got back up to full count, foul a few pitches off, so it just makes her work harder and just kind of grind this out. Miller into the motion, and the payoff pitch to the plate. Swung on, lined into center field. Woodyard comes in, grabs it on the fly, throw back the second, not in time. Backing it up is Miller on the mound as it went past the shortstop Tucker, but there's one away. As Woodyard grabbed that fly ball, and it brings up Caitlin Elwanger. Caitlin Elwanger. Back-to-back two hard-hit balls for Dennison. The first one, obviously, the base hit. There was a line drive over shortstop Tucker's head, and then that hit right there was a line drive right to Woodyard. She didn't have to move but a few steps in and was able to grab it for the out. One away here in the top of the fourth. Still 3-1 to one mount. Runner at second is Powell, and Elwanger comes to the plate. She's over one on the afternoon. And that pitch swung on and fouled down the left field line, giving Chase's Fincham, but can't catch up to it as it falls foul near the bullpen. And it makes the count 0-1. Hopkins is on deck. Elwanger struck out looking her last time up. Opening day Major League Baseball right around the corner. Yeah. Reds, uh, wait. Reds announced Luis Castillo is the opening day starter, rightfully so. 
0-1-1 the count. That pitch called strike over the outside corner. There goes the runner to third on a delayed steal. Third to third in time! Powell on a delayed steal took off for third and Ivers faked the throw back to the mound and then gunned her down at third base for the second out of the inning. Two crucial plays by Ivers so far in this game behind the plate. She was really good last weekend against Case Western, but two punch outs for her. Caught the girl at first early in the game and then there right there throwing her out at third attempting on the delayed steal. So big time out there for Ivers. Now Miller with the smile on her face. 0-2 the count with two down here in the fourth. To L. Wanger and the 0-2 pitch is upstairs. Boy, she put a lot on that one, and the count is now 1-2. and two. Yeah, she gave a nod to uh, Ivers after that punch out there at third. So Miller kind of getting some energy back after that play by Ivers. So just a really good play. And we are near the Northern Kentucky Airport, so we hear the, fly- the flights going overhead like we did at old Shea Stadium. You're not old enough to remember Shea Stadium. No, sir. (laughs) And the pitch is low and outside, just out of the strike zone, and the count now two and two. Are you really that young you don't remember Shea Stadium? Oh, my gosh. Vaguely. (laughs) (laughs) Two and two the count. Holy Toledo. (laughs) Two down. And that pitch swung on and missed. Strike three to Elwanger. So the Lions got in trouble, but they got out of it with defense. We head to the bottom of the fourth. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 3, Denison 1 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Laugh together, build together. We lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Well, Chris, while we've got an opportunity, let's kind of take a look at what's going on in the Heartland Conference. As far as the standings are concerned, they have not started the conference standings, as you said, before the game. But when you look at the overall records of the teams in the Heartland, the team with the best record right now, at least as far as the winning percentage is concerned, Transylvania's in double digits with 10 wins. They've got a 625 winning percentage at 10 and 6. And Franklin is right there with them at 625 with a 5 and 3 record. But then comes the Mount at 7 and 5 at a 583 winning percentage. But then you look at the streaks that the teams have put together, Chris, and the Lions have the longest winning streak of three in a row. Then comes Franklin at 2-0. and But the teams at the bottom of the conference, Manchester and Anderson, have each lost four in a row and Hanover five in a row. Conference standing, Transies won, mounts two in the preseason. Uh, Transies on a four-game losing streak, uh, had a tough weekend at home. Franklin's put together a pretty solid start so far. Uh, they got a new coaching staff up there in Franklin, so a really good start for them. And then, like you said, Anderson and Hanover just trying to find a way to get that first win of the season. Aaliyah Tucker will lead it off, and she takes the first pitch from Falkenberg here in the fourth inning at the knees for a strike. Otto on deck, and then Ivers here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Lions lead it 3-1. to one. You mentioned the mound on the three-game winning streak at 7-5. and five. That pitch taken down low to Tucker, one and one the count. In each of the seven wins for the Mount, they have scored four or more runs. So that's something to look forward to here. We've already got three runs in this game, so 
see if we can get another run or two across for Miller as she's thrown a really good game so far today. One on one the count. And Tucker got jammed but fouled it out of play. I think Tucker Tucker says she hit the catcher's glove. And Dee Dee Morris is going to come down from the first base coach's box and request whether or not the home plate umpire saw it. Tucker immediately looked at the catcher. Mm -hmm. Looked like she might have caught the catcher's glove on the swing, Chris. Yeah, she turned and looked. Uh, Morris, Dee Dee Morris came down and talked to the umpire about it, but no agreement on that. And the count one and two, and that pitch is off the outside corner for a ball two and two. Lee already up for the third time today. Yep. Bunt single, grounded to second. One for two in the ball game. 2-2 two -two pitch is low and outside for a ball. Three and two. Good eye for Tucker there. Way to battle back. Get it to a full count. Look for something to hit. Base hit. Ball four here for her and get her on with no outs. Three and two the count. And the pitch to the leadoff man. Swung on and line fouled on the left field line and out of play. Whoever's shagging balls today is getting a heck of a workout in. They are. <laughs> There's balls flying left, right, over top of us behind home plate. Three and two the count to the leadoff man. Tucker right-handed hitter. Pitch swung on. Fly ball down the right field line. Moving over is Dufresne into foul territory. And a sliding catch made by Dufresne near the bullpen down the right field line for one away. Great effort by Dufresne to come up the right field line and make a diving catch out of foul territory to punch out Tucker. So really good effort by her. One away, and it brings up Brooke Otto. Otto has walked. And reached on an infield single. So she is one for one with a run scored today. And that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. We talked earlier just about Brooke getting going and just getting on, finding ways on, walks, base hits. Um, she's really a key at the top of the lineup for the mount. That pitch swung on, fouled over the third base, first base dugout, out of play. Wind blowing out towards left field now. Count 0-2 to Otto with Ivers on deck. Brooke, one of five seniors on the Mounds roster, a nursing major, so school schedule's getting a lot tougher for her senior year. That pitch lined into center field by Otto for a base hit. So she is two for two on the afternoon. Really good day for Otto. And Number 18, the catcher, Elizabeth. Coach Morris and I were talking last night about just trying to find ways to get Otto going, and she said, just wait, tomorrow she'll have a day, and she's had one so far today. Uh, with getting on base three times, two base hits and a walk. So it's really good confidence for Otto at the top of the lineup. Ivers comes up with an opportunity to deliver for the mount. Ivers, sacrifice fly in the first inning to drive home the first run of the ball game, And she's flied to right. Otto gets a good jump there. It's a fly ball down the right field line. Dufresne comes over near the line, catches it in foul territory for the second out. And holds Otto at first base on a nice throw to second. So Ivers really peppering right field today. She's flied out to right three times. Yeah, every ball of hers has been out to right field. And even uh, a lot of her balls this season have been out to, to opposite field. They've worked a lot that with her on that. Uh, it's just about trying to find some, some green grass out there for her. Two down in the bottom of the fourth. Lions lead it 3-1. to one. Otto at first base and Sarah Miller now. And she swings and misses. Hmm. And the throw down to second base. Otto wasn't going anywhere. The went into center field, and now Otto will take second on the play. That'll be another error on the catcher. That's her third of the day. 
Brooke was getting a few jumps here off first base bag, just in between pitches where Ivers was up, but never was really a threat to go. And I guess the catcher just out of the corner of her eye thought she was going. She throws it down. It ends up down to center field, and Brooke's able to move on to second now with runner in scoring position here. 0-1 pitch off the outside corner. 1-1 one one the count. Allie Lang is on deck. Base hit here in the outfield. Otto's got speed at second. Should be a run if Miller can put a ball in play here. Miller's reached on an error and swung on and grounded just wide of third and foul. And the count now one and two. Two down. Really nice day here in oh, Cincinnati. This is gorgeous. Really nice. Absolutely. One and two the count. And the pitch is swung on and missed by Miller. Strike three. That's the third K of the ball game for Falkenberg. And in the inning, the Lions, they get no runs in the contest, and they pick up one base hit, one error, and they leave one on. As we head to the fifth, it's Mount Three. Dennison one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Uh, hello. Uh, yes. Can I ask a few questions about the apartment on Park Street? What was your name? My name. Uh, my name is Juan Hernandez. It's been rented. Oh, it's gone. Hello. My name is Sanjay Kumar. I am calling about the apartment on Park Street. It's not available. Not available. Hello. My name is Tyrone Washington. I'm calling about the apartment on Park Street. Just been rented. Hello. I am Chen Ling. My name is Khalid Bin Ali. I'm Tuan Volk. Hello. My name is Moshe Goldberg. I use a wheelchair. It's gone. Not available. All right. Thank you. Yes, hello. My name is Graham Wellington. I'm calling about the apartment for rent on Park Street. Is that still available? Yes, it is. What is? Yes. Really? Housing discrimination is illegal. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call us. Fair housing. It's not an option. It's the law. Jessica Hopkins will lead things off here in the top of the fifth inning. Dennison finds themselves down by two runs, three to one. Sarah Miller, so far in the ball game, has struck out six and has given up just one home run, no walks in the ball, one walk in the ball game. She led off the leadoff hitter in the contest, Ballantyne. Hopkins, left-handed hitter, grounded to first her last time up, so she is 0 for 1. Miller has Fincham in close to third in front of the bag. And the first pitch of the inning is swung on, flied out into right center field, going back as Woodyard to her left. And she reaches up, and it clanks off the glove. Picked up by the right fielder, Bramble, gets it back in, but going into second base will be Hopkins. And I think you got to call that an E8. Looks like she had a good jump, and she was under it. Uh, went all the way out to the warning track, and looks like it just bobbled right off the top of her glove. Yeah, it really did. I thought from Number what we were sitting here, I thought she was under it, and then next thing you know, it fell to the ground. So it looks like it just bobbled off her ground or off her glove, and that leads to a to a leadoff error. Error, and runner in scoring position for Dennison as Miller was kind of kind of catching a groove here. Dufresne hit a home runner last time up. And she's back up to the plate, and that pitch is a check swing. Called a ball, I guess, upstairs. 1-0 the count. Klein is on deck. 
Dufresne came in hitting 400 on the year, hit her first home run of the season the last time up. That's how Dennison got their run. That pitch is down low below the knees, and the count now 2-0. Yeah, tough time here for Miller. Uh, obviously a runner at second, no outs, top of the fifth, 3-1 ball game. Really good hitter at the plate, so it's time to kind of buckle down here and just kind of grind this inning out. 2-0 the count. Runner at second base is Hopkins, and the pitch is called strike on the outside corner. He has been, I don't want to say consistently calling a strike over the outside corner because there have been some pitches that have appeared to be outside there, but he's giving the outside corner here this afternoon. Two and one the count. Three to one, mount on top of it here in the fifth. And the pitch swung on and grounded to third. Fincham grabs it in front of the bag. Fair ball. Throw to third. First base. Gets by the first baseman, Gabbard. And rounding third and holding right there will be Hopkins. She got a late jump on that throw to first base. But Gabbard got over in time to grab it as it bounced up. And now the runners will be at second and third as Dufresne took second on the air. The Mount came into the game with only six errors on the season, and they've had two here to start the top of the fifth, which have led to runners at second and third. We have an error out at center field, and then Fincham made a really nice play on the ball, was looking the runner back to second, and I think she just looked for one more extra second and sailed the ball over Gabbard's head at first, and the runner was able to get all the way to second on a wild throw over there from third to first. Well, now Miller's really got to work her way out of this jam. Runners in scoring position, they're the tying runs. Tying run is at second in Dufresne. Hopkins at third base. And that brings up Klein to the plate. He popped out to the catcher her last time out. Miller into the line. Nobody down here in the fifth. That pitch swung on. Fly ball. Center field. Woodyard breaking in. Can't get it. It drops in front of her. Coming home is Hopkins to score. Taking third on the play is Dufresne and... Holding at first base with an RBI single is Sam Klein. Woodyard came in on the ball. It was, wasn't hard hit, but attempted to make an effort, and it Number just 10. fell right in front of her. The runners all had to kind of stop. They didn't know if it was going to be caught or not. So, unfortunately, or for a, luckily for the mount, gave up a run off a hit there, but uh, just kind of fell a step or two in front of Woodyard. Uh, so now we still got runners on the corners, no outs, and like you said, Miller's really going to have to grind to get out of this inning uh, with only a one-run lead now. And she was kind of catching a groove, and then all of a sudden, a few errors and a base hit later, and we're in a ball game. Clara Wolf is going to be the next batter after Coach Beth goes out to talk to her starting pitcher, Sarah Miller. It's now 3-2. to two. Dennison down by a run here, and they've got the tying run at third base and the go-ahead run and Sam Klein after that RBI single at first base. This meeting's all about just calming everybody down, relax, let's get Miller and out here. Um, even if we've got to give up the run to get a couple outs, it's, you know, we just got to get outs right now. We've got no outs, runners on the corners. We need Miller to just kind of grind this out in their defense to help her behind her. Wolf hitting 125, stepping up to the plate. She struck out her first time up, so she's 0 for 1. Runners at first and third for Dennison. 3 to 2, mount on top of it here in the fifth. And the pitch to the plate. There goes the runner at first. Now she goes back to first base. And the count is taken at the knees for a called strike. Be interesting to see if Dennison sends the runner at first with no outs. 
and to see what the Mountain would do defensively if that were to happen. 0-1 the count. Nobody down here in the fifth. Runners at first and third. And the 0-1 pitch to the plate is a called strike. Again, he's calling that outside pitch. Miller's able to get ahead, 0-2 in the count. Kovach is on deck. Wolf, right-handed batter, down in the count, 0-2. This is a big pitch in this ballgame right here for Miller. She's into the wind, and the 0-2 pitch to the plate upstairs for a ball, 1-2. Good miss, up 0-2. Nothing to hit there, see if she would chase upstairs. Yeah, a big moment in the game. The Mount have left seven runners on. They had that three spot in the first inning, but nothing going forward. So, I mean, really need to buckle down defensively here and get out of this fifth inning. One and two the count. The wind by Miller and the pitch to the plate off the outside corner that time for a ball to Wolf. And the count is now two and two. Ivers looked back at the umpire, just missed on the outside corner there for a strike three. Ivers giving out the signs to the pitcher, Sarah Miller. Crosses her arms, now moves into the motion. The 2-2 pitch, swung on and grounded to second. Coming in as Lang, bobbled it, picks it up, throws to first in time. But coming home to score is Dufresne, and we're tied at three. Just like that, a couple errors and a couple base hits. Tie ball game, so the Mount's got to regroup, got to find a way to get out of this inning, and then we're going to have to get the bats going to get another run on the board. Again, Denison's a good program. Uh, they've been battling at the plate all day, making it tough on Miller, even with Miller as good as she was pitching through uh, through the fourth. Uh, Denison just kind of grinded this out and was able to kind of stay in the ball game, and now we've got a tie game. Kovacs with two down, takes that pitch over the outside corner for a called strike. She's a left-handed hitter. And she struck out her last time up. She's down in the count, 0-1. Runner at second base now is Klein. She's the go-ahead run. Boy, playing in really close at third base is Fincham. Almost a third of the way in. That pitch swung on and missed, 0-2 the count. Kovach looked like she was feeling for that one. Almost looked like her head was out in right field when she swung the ball. Again on the outside corner, reaching and... Miller's been living on the outside today, and it's been working. Like I said, just unfortunate in this inning. A couple errors that led to the runs. and One away. In a tough spot. 0-2 the count to Kovach. Valentine is on deck. That pitch swung on it, grounded, foul down the right field line, and just foul outside the line. Count stays 0-2. Barely fouled down the right field line. Runner at second had a great jump. She was halfway to third. Definitely scoring if that ball's in fair territory. 0-2. Fincham still playing about a third of the way in at third base. Gabbard is even with the bag at first, as you would expect with a left-handed hitter. Two-strike pitch to the plate is outside, ball one. Good miss by Miller just off the outside plate, up 0-2. Good miss there to see if we could get a call from the umpire. Two errors in the inning, a base hit. And that's led to two runs here by Dennison to tie things up at 3-3. Miller into the wind. And the 1-2 pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Strike three. 
Seven strikeouts in the ball game for Sarah Miller, and that means there's two down in the ball game. And it brings up Maggie Ballantyne. Big out there by Miller to, to battle and get that strikeout for two outs and, and just kind of battle and get through this inning, as, leave it as a tie game. Energy level's a little bit down, you can tell from the mount by giving up the lead, but just got to keep continuing to grind and get out of this inning. Two down in the inning now, runner still at second base, and that pitch is taken over the outside corner for a called strike to the leadoff hitter, Maggie Ballantyne. Klein still at second base. Ballantyne, 0 for 1 in the contest. She walked the leadoff the game and was picked off of first base. The 0-1 pitch to the plate is inside and a hitter. Ballantyne turned away from the inside and high pitch, but it got her in the left shoulder. Looks like the ball just kind of slipped out of Miller's Number hand there. She looked into the dugout and kind of shook her head. So just a miss there and was unfortunate. Hit a batter, but two on, two outs. So just worry about getting out here and getting out of the inning and moving on to the six, or to the bottom half of the fifth. Claire Powell up. Powell had a base hitter last time up, struck out the first time. So she's one for two. She also had a stolen base. Hit one out to left center fielder last time up. Two down. Runners at first and third. Klein to check out. Runners at, yes, first and third. Klein at first. At second, and that pitch is taken down low for a ball. One another count. Klein is at second, and Ballantyne is at first. Gabbard with the lefty at the plate. Powell playing a couple of steps in at first. Fincham about 10 feet in front of the bag at third. And the 1-0, that pitch is on the outside corner, called strike one. Really big moment in the game. Runners on, two outs, two on, tie ball game. Um, really need Sarah Miller to come through here for the mount. Ground ball to the left side, strikeout, pop-up, anything we can do to get out of the inning and just kind of kill this momentum. And the 1-1 pitch is outside, went with a changeup and couldn't get it to break back over the corner, counting out two and one. Wind picking up here at Kinder Morgan. Two and one the count, two down. Dennison has scored twice in the inning to tie it up at three. And the two one pitch to the plate, and that pitch is upstairs for a ball, three and one. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Valentine looked like she was about two steps off the bag at first base before Miller ever got rid of the ball. You see that a lot in softball. A lot of coaches teach that, you know, try to leave just a split second early and if they call it at one point in the game we'll go back and switch it but until they call it we're going to try to get that half second lead. Three and one. Pitch swung on and missed. And the count now full three and two. Really good battle going here between Miller and the batter. Uh, really disciplined at bats here for Dennison and just continuing to battle and then Miller here kind of doing her thing and battling too so a really big moment here full count. Two outs two on in the top of the fifth. Falkenberg is on deck. Runners will be moving and called strike three over the outside corner. And that'll do it for Dennison in the inning as they strike out here in the inning. That'll be the eighth strikeout of the ball game for Sarah Miller. But in the inning, they get two runs in the ball game, two errors for Mount on just one base hit.
in the inning for Denison, and they leave two men on. As we head to the bottom of the fifth, we're all knotted up at three apiece. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. Allie Lang will lead it off for the Lions here in the bottom of the fifth inning, and she takes that pitch high and in tight for a ball. Lang, Woodyard, and Cardos will be the scheduled hitters for the Lions here in the fifth. Lang, the 1-0, down low and inside for a ball, 2-0. Lang had a double her first time up and bounced back to the mound on a fielder's choice. That pitch is on the outside corner for a called strike. One and two the count. Dennison putting up two runs there in the top of the fifth, being able to tie the game up late in this game. We're in the bottom of the fifth and just a... Great game back and forth so far. Lang a lefty pops it out behind the shortstop coming in the left fielder. Can't get it. Wolf couldn't get it. Lang's going to round set first and go into second with a bloop double into left center field. Lang has been really good today. Couple base hits. Using her speed there as a little bloop. Left fielder came in and tried to make a diving attempt. Just unfortunate enough to come up with the ball. It bounced behind her off the turf. Lang was smart enough to get to second. Mount's got something going here already with a leadoff batter at second. Lang came in with no doubles on the year. She's got two today. And that pitch is squaring to bunt and taking it outside for a ball is Woodyard. Woodyard has doubled, bounced into a fielder's choice, and she's trying to get the go-ahead run at second base over to third. Elwanger playing in front of the bag, and Woodyard... Pops it foul to the right of the catcher, and it falls to the dirt. And the count now is one and one. Looks like the mound are going to try to uh, try to lay the bunt down and advance the runner to third. That bunt just popped foul off the right field line. and Didn't look comfortable trying to put the bunt down. So hopefully we can get a clean bunt down. Sack, get the runner over to third. We've got Cardos coming up. One and one. Nobody down. That pitch is down low for a ball. Two and one. 
Some batters are just uncomfortable bunting the ball. It's something they practice a lot, though, at the mount, just because of just situational. But again, when it's in a game situation, it just becomes a little bit different than practice setting. Two and one the count. That pitch down low. Nice scoop by Hopkins, the catcher, and the count now three and one. Yeah, just a really patient at bat here for Woodyard. Tried to attempt the bunt. Got it to a 3-1 count here, so she's got to give you something here to bunt or see if they let her hit away here in this situation with a runner on second, no outs here in the fifth. Lang at second base, the 3-1 pitch upstairs for a ball. And the Lions have got the ter first two batters on board, and it brings up Cardos. Really good response here for the Mounts offense. Was able to get a double to lead off, and then Woodyard was able to work there for that walk with Cardos up. and. Able to hopefully get a base hit here and recapture the lead in the bottom of the fifth. So really good response so far. That is just the second walk of the ball game. Given up by Falkenberg and it brings up Cardos and she takes that pitch outside and low just off the outside corner for a ball. Give Falkenberg credit. She gave up three in the first, scoreless through the rest of the way. A couple base hits, couple walks here and there, but she's been battling on the mound as well. She absolutely has. And the 1-0 pitch is a called strike over the inside part of the plate, one and one. Cardos has been hit by a pitch twice. Both times in the left elbow. Right hand batter, where she's got that protection on the elbow. She scores the bunt, bunts it out in front of the plate, picked up by the catcher. She'll throw to first in time. Hopkins, boy, it looked like that ball was in the right hand or left handed batter's box, Chris, but she pounced on it immediately and threw out Cardos at first for one away. But that sacrifice bunt. Moves Lang to third and Woodyard to second. And look who we have coming up to pinch hit. It looks like it's going to be senior Liv <laughs> Berger. Another opportunity for her. Again, she came up big last weekend with Case Western coming up with a pinch hit single. Actually, a pinch hit double, which drove in a couple runs. So uh, she'll get another opportunity here to deliver for the Lions in the fifth with runners on second and third and one out. Really good bunt by Cardos. Ironically, she pinch hit for Fincham in the same situation, <laughs> too. So, Goddard was going with her gut feeling again. We talked to her after the game off air and asked her why Berger in that situation, and she just said gut feeling, something told her to go with it, and she did, and it was game-changing opportunity. Lauren Taylor is going to come in and run for Woodyard at second base. At second base. Lauren Taylor. The go-ahead runs are on base. Now Taylor is at second, and at third base is Allie Lang. One away, and Berger is the play, coming to the plate. Olivia Berger. The Lions go on and continue to win as they have. They're going to look back on that base hit by Berger out of Cleves last week as one of the key plays of the year. Rightfully so. 3-3 the ball game. Berger, right-handed hitter, the senior. And she takes that one down low for a ball. Berger just needs to be patient here. Look for her pitch. Have a good competitive at bat. We've got runners second and third. We've got Speed and Taylor and Lang. So just be patient here. Find your pitch and drive a ball. Bramble is on deck. Lang is at third. That pitch grounder into left field for a base hit past the diving shortstop. Coming home is Lang. Holding at third base is going to be Taylor. And stopping at first base is now the throwback down to third base. And they got Taylor picked off third. 
Looked like Berger was trying to get caught in a pickle in between first and second, Chris. And Taylor got picked off third base, and that'll put Berger at second. But the Lions take the lead on the pinch hit single by Berger again. Berger does it again. Base hit between third and short and was able to score a run. And like you said, looked like uh, Lang was able to score. Taylor moved on to third. As Berger rounded first, she was trying to bait him in to get her in a rundown. And uh, the catcher just didn't fall for it. Taylor got a little bit too far off the bag at third, and they were able to punch her out at third for two outs. And uh, but looks like Fincham is coming back in to run for Berger. So we still got a runner on second. Still an opportunity here to add another run for the Lions, but really big hit again and a big moment for Liv Berger. Can't speak enough with her work ethic and just grinding it out, and the coaches just continue to trust her in a moment, and uh, she continues to deliver for the mount. Bramble 0 for 1 in the ballgame. Squares the bunt. Now pulls the bat back and swings and grounds that to short. Coming in, Ballantyne. Throw to first base. Is in time, and that'll do it for the Lions here in the inning. But in the inning, they pick up one run on two base hits. They leave one man on base and no errors for Denison. We've played five complete. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 4, Denison 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. As the executive producer of the documentary film, The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, medical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. Well, the Lions are going to change pitchers heading into the sixth inning of play. And, Chris, they come in with Camacool. Camacool leads, or she's top eight in the country in strikeouts with 58. Um, so she's getting some national recognition. Obviously brought her in last weekend in the same situation. Miller throws full five innings. McCool comes in to try to close it out in the sixth and the seventh for the Lions here with a lead going in to the top of the sixth inning. For Miller, she went five innings, gave up three runs on three hits in the ballgame, struck out seven, walked one, hit a batter. But she fought her way through it, as has Falkenberg, and Falkenberg will lead things off against McCool. McCool, a 0.54 ERA with a record of four and three on the year in nine appearances. She started four games 
thrown three complete games, picked up one save. In 39 innings, she's given up 11 runs on 23 hits, only three earned runs of those 11. Nine walks, 58 strikeouts, and she is opponents are only hitting 165 against her. I want to give a tip of the cap to Sarah Miller. Another good outing for her. Uh, another key thing was only one, uh, two walks, one walk and a one hit by pitch. Eight strikeouts. She had a couple moments where she was looking really good and kind of cruising along. Had a couple moments where she had to kind of grind it out. Obviously the errors there in the fifth inning didn't help, but she stayed composed, stayed poised, and was able to grind it out. And uh, really good performance for Sarah Miller moving forward. So hopefully Cam can come in and close things out for the Lions. Taylor Falkenberg will lead it off for Dennison. Now they find themselves down on the scoreboard 4-3. to Here in the top of the sixth, and McCool's first pitch is a check swing taken up high. And they're going to appeal down to first base, and they say Falkenberg went too far, 0-1. Elwanger is on deck. Hopkins in the hole here in the sixth inning. McCool with an 0-1 count. Fincham back into the ball game at third. Takes that upstairs. Balkenberg, the count evens 1-1. One one. What does this do to the second game starting plans? I think it'll be a lot like last weekend. Uh, Grace Young should get the start to sec- for the second game, and then you probably look for Cam McCool to come in inning second or third of the second game. That pitch swung on and missed a high heater. Falkenberg was under that one. One and two the count. So similar plan for last weekend. Sarah, five innings. Cam hopefully come in and close this out. Grace Young to start game two and then hopefully Cam coming in out of the bullpen again uh, to finish out game two here today. And the one-two pitch is high and outside. Count now two and two. Really good response by the mound offensively there. Uh, struggled in the fifth, gave up the lead. They tied it up, Dennison did, and then for the mound to come back right back in the bottom of the inning to take the lead speaks highly of just competitiveness and grit and determination just to, to help their team out. And like I said, giving Cam a one-run lead here with six outs needed. High and outside. And the count now three and two to the leadoff hitter, Taylor Falkenberg. Hawkenberg, right-handed hitter. Count is full. McCool, her first batter facing. And Falkenberg fouls that one straight back. Three balls, two strikes. Fincham at third. Tucker short. Lang second. Gabbard is at first base. Otto's in left. Woodyard in center. Bramble in right. Ivers is behind the plate. And now McCool is on the mound. And the 3-2 pitch to the plate to Falkenberg. Upstairs, ball four. She walked her. Just missed, went upstairs, full count. So now Cam's got to battle a little bit here with the leadoff walk. And give Dennison credit. They continue to battle at the plate. They continue to foul off pitches. They continue to have really good at-bats deep in the count. And here they find themselves with a tying run on. L. Wanger, the third baseman, came in hitting 273. Right-handed batter. Now Fincham playing in at third, squaring to Bunna's L. Wanger. Throw down to first base and back in time with... Lang coming over and covering from second is Falkenberg. Elwanger squared to bunt, missed the bunt, so the count is 0-1. I really like Ivers popping up out of there, challenging runners at, at first today. Falkenberg holds it first. That pitch taken upstairs. 1-1 one one the count. Go, 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 
One ball, one strike to Elwanger. The third baseman and the 1-1 pitch swung on and missed. Didn't catch up with that fastball. And the count now 1-2. and two. Hopkins on deck. One ball, two strikes the count. Elwanger, right-handed hitter. We're in a 4-3 to three ball game. That pitch swung on and missed. Throw down to first base. And Gabbard knocked it down, getting back in as Falkenberg, but that'll constitute a strikeout for McCool. On Elwanger, that's her first strikeout of the day. And it brings up Jessica Hopkins with one away here at the top of the sixth. Cam with her 59th strikeout of the season. Really impressive as we spoke. Top eight in the country, and then Ivers with a nice throwdown. That pitch taken outside for a called strike. Boy, that one. Looked to be extremely generous, but Hopkins takes it for a strike. Going one the count. Wind really kicking up now, blowing from right to left field. One down. Falkenberg is at first base. That pitch swung on right back up against the screen. 0-2 the count. As we told you, we'll bring you the second game of this doubleheader. Coming up about a half an hour afterwards take a break and then come back with the lineups and the opening pitch. 0-2 pitch is swung on, is taken, excuse me, upstairs for a ball. 1-2 the count. Good miss by McCool on 0-2 count. Little cat and mouse game going on with the runner at first and Ivers. Uh, runner at first is getting a big lead after the pitch and Ivers continues to stare down and they're kind of looking at each other waiting for one to make a move. That pitch is low and outside to Hopkins and the count now 2-2. Two and two. Got your tickets for any Reds games this year? Not yet. Uh, what is the capacity? 25% or have they made that official? About 12-5, yeah. 12-5. Two and two the count. And the pitch to the plate swung on and fouled straight back. Staying alive is Hopkins. Two and two. Another grind at that bat for Dennison. I know we've said it a thousand times, but they continue to be disciplined late in the count. Foul pitches off and really make the line pitchers work here late in the game. Two and two the count. One down. Falkenberg at first. And the pitch is upstairs. Three and two now. Dufresne is on deck. I'll do whatever I can do to go to the Indians Red Series at Great American Ballpark coming up the middle of April. Interesting to see what ticket prices will be. I haven't heard. I, I really have not heard, although I have seen a lot of 16-game packages being advertised. That pitch swung on, lined out into right field. Grabbing it is Bramble on the fly. Throw back to first in time to double off the runner. And that'll do it here in the inning. Boy, nice play by Bramble coming over to her right to grab it on the fly and then throw back to first base and double Falkenberg off first base. We head to the bottom of the sixth on the sterling defensive play by Bramble, your score, Mount 4, Denison 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Ever think of light bulbs as being cool? They are if you choose energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures that have earned the government's Energy Star label. They're so hot, they're cool. Because they burn cool and last up to ten times longer, you save money and oodles of energy. Change a light, help the environment, save some green. The solution is as close as your nearest lamp socket. Brighten your environmental future. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. 
Welcome to today's game. This is Paul Keels, and you know how much I love broadcasting the Buckeyes, but I also love high school sports. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to set a good example and make this a fun and safe experience for the kids involved. I know this game means so much to the players, coaches, and fans, but high school sports are about much more than the wins and losses. They teach life lessons that will be with the players long after their playing days are over. Good luck to both teams, and remember to respect the game. Boy, Chris, what a play to end the inning by Bramble out in right field. The dugout came alive there on that big defensive play by Bramble. Went to her right, was able to make a play, and then double up the runner at first to get out of the inning. It was just a huge play in this game, and the dugout just came alive. <laughs> Coach Goddard was ran out to the <laughs> third baseline and was really excited for and the, really got the energy level up in the dugout on the mount side. Top of the order coming up for the mount here in the bottom of the sixth. They lead it 4-3. to three. But a, a run or two insurance would be nice in this inning as we head to the bottom of the sixth. The Leah Tucker singled and has bounced a second, flied out to right. So she's one for three, takes the first pitch of the inning by Falkenberg upstairs for a ball. Top of the lineup up here. If we can find a way to get Tucker on. Otto's had a really good day. Ivers is due for a base hit. 1-0 swung on, fly ball, center field. Coming in is Powell underneath it, straightaway center, and grabs it for the first out of the inning. So Tucker pies out to center. And it brings up Brooke Otto. Otto has singled twice, walked, and scored a run. So she's had an excellent day from the right side of the batter's box. Really good for Otto. She needed that confidence booster, momentum. That pitch is upstairs for a ball. Tucker struggling a little bit today at the leadoff position, but uh, Otto's been really good in the two-hole. So find a way on. Ivers coming up. Again, the Mounts won seven games when they've scored more than four four more runs. So we've got to that four-run mark. It's just a matter of if we can get another insurance run for McCool going into the top half of the seventh. That pitch was taken outside for a ball. Count evens one and one. Balkenberg into the wind, and the pitch is inside. Ball two. Wind's picking up every once in a while, doesn't it? I've got phones and water bottles and pencils holding all my paperwork down here. Falkenberg peered in at the umpire, wanted to know where that last pitch was. That pitch is a ball upstairs, 3-1. and one. Another good at bat here for Otto, 3-1 count. Being patient, not trying to force anything, and just kind of grinding another at bat out. Falkenberg walking off behind the rubber to the back of the mound. Now she steps back up on top and throws a strike. Three and two the count. She has not been happy so far, Chris, with the ball strike calls to Otto. Three and two the count. Payoff pitch. Swung on and tapped foul right up the line. That's going to be a fair ball, I think. Nope. They might say that it hit her in the batter's box. It must have hit her in the batter's box because... Where it looked like the catcher picked that up, it was right on the line. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It looked like it barely on the line, but uh, looks like they did wind up calling it a foul. Payoff pitch, swung on and missed by Otto, strike three. Two away. That's four strikeouts in the afternoon for Falkenberg. Elizabeth Ivers. And it brings up Ivers to the plate with Miller on deck. Give Falkenberg credit. She's had a kind of a day where she's had to kind of grind it out from the beginning, obviously giving up three in the first inning, but she's kept her team alive, and uh, she's continued to work. 
Ivers has flied to right three times and takes that first pitch over the outside corner at the knees for a strike. Flied to right, flied to right, flied to right. <laughs> Ivers is due for a base hit somewhere other than right or a fly out to right. If Dufresne has a party, Ivers is invited. <laughs> that pitch is eyeing outside for a ball. One and one the count. Looks like McCool will be on deck for Miller as she came in to pitch for her in the, in the sixth. I mean, you look over my score sheet. If it wasn't for Ivers, that pitch is down low for a ball. Two and one. If it wasn't for Ivers and one fly ball by Aaliyah Tucker, Dufresne would be pretty much non-existent <laughs> in this ball game. Other than a bat, by the way. Yeah. She hit the home run earlier. Two and one, the count swung on and missed. Ivers really had a solid cut at that one, but it was high and outside. Two and two, the count. Yeah, again, Falkenberg just continues to grind and continues to battle and keep her team in it. Spins the ball up against her side. And now deals the 2-2. Swung on. Popped down the left field line. It'll go foul. Came up in on her hands. Looks like Ivers' hands are a little tingly after that pitch. <laughs> yeah, look at her way she's walking back and holding her. Yeah, the right hand is where she's... It must have got up on in the in, on the barrel or the handle of the bat. It looked like it jammed her a little bit on the foul over the left field line. <laughs> So she tries to shake it out as much as she can and now steps back in two and two and that's just off the outside corner. Boy, tough pitch to take. Two. That really was <laughs> At tough. the knees, tough pitch, but uh, full count. Let's see what Alvarez can do here with two outs in the bottom of the six. Miller's on deck. Three and two the count to Ivers. And the pitch from Falkenberg swung on him, fouled back over the third base dugout. Into and the stands, three and two. And on her hands again there, so not leaving anything over the plate. Lions fans haven't got to see a ton of the power of Ivers, but in home in high school, she'd leave the ballpark very frequently. That pitch swung on, fouled back behind the third base dugout again and out of play. Good at bat here for Ivers, just battling foul ball after foul ball. Hopefully she can get something to hit here over the plate. Full count. Three and two the count. Two down in the bottom of the six. Lions lead it by a run four to three. And that pitch swung on and grounded through the hole into left field for the base hit. So Ivers, a solid single to left. Brings up Sarah Miller. Looks like a ball just left up over the plate as we talked, and Ivers was able to turn on it and take the left field. With, looks like bringing in a pinch runner for Ivers, number zero. And that will be pinch Alyssa Whitmer. Number zero. Whitmer, Alyssa two for two Whitmer. in stolen bases this year. Whitmer into the ball game from Westchester, Lakota West High School. She's a sophomore. An outfielder, but she's at first base running for Ivers. Now, this is one of the rules, Chris, that I do like, where mm -hmm. they take the catcher out of the ball game and allow her to put her equipment back on. So you don't have a long delay in between innings. Yes. 
And it just brings in a little bit of speed with Whitmer. Uh, so a base hit and a gap or anything like that for the mound here can... That pitch is swung on and line fouled on the left field line. Cam didn't wait around going after the first pitch there. She hadn't had many at-bats here for the line, so trying to get all of it as her opportunity arises here. So McCool up to the plate, taking the spot of Miller, obviously. 0-1 the count to Cam. Two down here in the inning. Runner at first is Ivers, and that pitch is taken for a strike. Throw down to second base, not in time, and sliding in safely. With the stolen base is Alyssa Whitmer. So she is three or th- three for three on the season. That's where the change comes right there with the Ivers. Ivers gets on, Whitmer comes in to pinch run, and then you're able to get a runner in scoring position just off a stolen base here. So a base hit here by Cam can help herself out, get another run here for the mount on the board. McCool 0-2 the count. Whitmer at second base, and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball, one and two. Boy, wind blowing out to left field now. That pitch is check swing, grounded to short. Coming in Valentine, throw across, not in time. Whitmer is going to hold the third. Now rounding first and going to second is McCool. And it uh, looks and like the runner was called out for runner interference running into the shortstop. Ah, so an interference is Taylor, or Whitmer, excuse me, ran into the shortstop, Ballantyne, trying to make the play. So nonetheless, the Lions, they'll head to the seventh inning of play, the and Lions, McCool will the try to six, no finish it up for the no Lions. They head half. into the top of the seventh with a 4-3 to three lead on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Well, Cam McCool will try to slam the door on Dennison here in the seventh inning of play. Lions with a slim 4-3 to three lead. And for Dennison, it will be Dufresne, Klein, and Wolf. And Dufresne has already hit one home run today, and that wind is blowing out towards left center field. Leading off to Dennison, seventh. Dufresne reached on an error, hit a home run in the second inning. Two runs scored. It was a solo shot. In the second, and she got all of it. Four to three, Lions lead it as we start the seventh inning of play, and that's taken upstairs for a ball. Cam McCool trying to close the game out here for the Lions. Needs three outs, but a tough order here for Dennison coming up to the plate, so it's going to take a lot of work for Cam to be able to close this game out. Leading hitter for the Big Red is Dufresne, and that pitch swung and fouled straight back up against the screen, one and one to count.
Dufresne, one and one the count, right-handed hitter. Nobody down. We've just started the top of the seventh. That pitch taken inside corner for a called strike, one and two. We will be bringing you the second game of this one this afternoon. Into the motion, McCool, the one-two pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Got her to chase after a high, tight fastball. Huge strikeout for Cam to start the inning. Obviously, we know what Dufresne's done today. and Big momentum killer for Dennison by the strikeout there. So Cam gets one. Need two more to close it out here for the Lions. Puts her at 60 strikeouts on the year. One away. Still 4-3 to three mount. And it brings to the plate Klein. Klein takes that pitch for a strike over the outside part of the plate. 0-1 the count. Klein has singled and popped to the catcher. And the next pitch swung on and lying foul down the right field line out of play. Count now 0-2. If the score holds up, Liv Berger delivers again. Another game winner for the Lions if it'll hold up at a 4-3 count. And the 0-2 pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Same spot as before to Dufresne. Klein goes down swinging. Third strikeout in the ball game by McCool. Two down in a 4-3 contest. And it brings up Clara Wolf. Cam was able to get the punch out. Looks like she uh, was up 0-2 and made her chase up and out of the zone and was able to get the second strike of the inning. So there are two away. Lions one out away from their fourth straight win. And the pitch to Wolf is taken at the belt for a called strike. Owen won the count in the first game of this double dip. And the 0-1 curveball just off the inside corner. Just missed. Boy, that looks like a really nice pitch. Froze the batter just for a second, but just missed on the inside corner. One and one the count. Kovach is on deck. Two down here in the top of the seventh. Lions lead it by a run. That pitch is taken low and outside. Two and one. Sometimes the hardest out to get is the last out. I agree. The wind and the 2-1 pitch to the plate. Swung and fouled straight back up against the screen. And the count now goes 2-2. Two and two. Dennison doing what they've done all day. Just continue to battle at the plate and foul pitches off and just making it tough for the Lions to get out. 2-2 two two the count. That pitch upstairs. Tried to get her to chase after that high fastball again. Couldn't do it. And the count now goes full at three and two. This one's been a good game. Lions jumped out three to nothing. Dennison tied it up in the fifth. Lions regained the lead in the and the count remains full at three and two. The Lions responded really good. Obviously, they had that three-run lead to start, gave that up in the fifth, and then was able to get the lead right back in the bottom half of the inning. So, really good response by the Lions offense. Upstairs again, ball four. So McCool lost her, and it brings up Ali Kovac, the number nine hitter. 
So the tying run is at first base. That is the second walk of the ball game given up by McCool. And now I believe we're either going to have a pinch hitter or looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter for Kovac, I believe. Let's take a look. Kovac is up near home plate. She has struck out twice on the afternoon. She's going to go back to the dugout. And coming up to the plate is going to be Lexi Nip. So Nip is going to pinch hit. Nip pitched the second game of the doubleheader. She is a freshman against Worcester on Sunday. Nip in the ball game for the first time, pinch hitting for Kovac. And that pitch swung on and missed for a strike. 0-1. Nip out of Lafayette, Indiana, Harrison High School. Right-handed hitter, freshman, 5'3", about 115 pounds. Owen won the count, two down here in the seventh inning, tying run at first, and that pitch is a changeup that hung upstairs for a ball. Nip hitting 429 in the opening weekend for Denison, so tough Wolf. out here. Wolf is at first base, the tying run. The two out pitch at one and one is upstairs, throw down at first base, is back in time diving as Wolf. I think Ivers, she didn't throw that ball as hard as she can. She just kind of <laughs> threw it down there to let them know that I know you're there. I like what she's done today as far as just popping up back there and just keeping them honest down at first. Two and one the count. And the pitch swung on and fouled straight back and out of play to Nip. And the count evens up at two and two. Now the home plate umpire is going to go out and have a conversation with I think he thought Ivers got nicked with the foul ball and he was just giving her time to kind of regroup. So it's two balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at first base is Wolf. She is the tying run. Nip at bat takes that upstairs. Ball three. Tough pitch to take there. Just missed on the on deck to the top of the order. And Ballantyne, if Dennison can keep it alive. You said the last out was going to be the toughest, and Dennison's definitely making that happen. It, they are. Three and two. McCool into the line. Pitch to the plate. Upstairs, ball four. Back-to-back -back walks. Tying run is at second base now in Wolf. And it brings to the top of the order Ballantyne. Maggie. Walked, was picked off first, struck out, and Number got hit by a pitch. Ivers went out and just said something to McCool, just to say, hey, stay relaxed. Don't worry about the runners on. Just let's go get the batter. We need one out here to close it out. Ballantyne, right-handed hitter. Wolf, the tying run at second base. Nip at first. That pitch is a changeup just low, <laughs> ball one. Wow, suddenly the strike yeah. zone has gone anemic. Tight really tight here in the last inning here. Looks like Coach Morris is going out to kind of talk to McCool just one more time. Just calm her down in this situation and relax. Runners on first and second. We just need one out. 
just kind of stay to the course, stay to the grind. Obviously, Denison's doing what they've done all game, challenging at-bats, competitive at-bats. Normally, when you've got the coach that goes out to talk to the pitcher without anybody else around the mound, <laughs> it's usually what you would call an old-fashioned chewing-out session. But it didn't look like <laughs> there was much going on there, much head-bobbing or anything. Yeah, just more of a relaxed conversation nothing to get upset about here just kind of stay to the course and uh let's just go to work here on the batter nip at first wolf the tying run at second two down and the 1-0 to ballantyne is a called strike count evens one and one finally got a called strike there like you said it's been pretty tight here in the top of the seventh mccool the right-handed pitcher era sub one the one one pitch swung on and missed and the count now one and two. So whatever D.D. said has worked on these last two pitches. It's worked so far. You're up in the count here, one, two. So just nothing to hit here. Maybe get her to chase something. Make sure Ivers blocks anything up in the dirt. The one-two pitch to the plate with two outs. Oh. Just off the outside corner for a ball. We've been calling that all day and just couldn't get the punch out there. So two-two count. Still heading the count. See where they try to go if, here to get the final out. If Valentine can keep it alive, Powell is on deck. Tying run at second. Go ahead, run at first. Swung on and fouled straight back against the screen. And the count stays two and two. This last out has been a battle to get, hasn't it? It has. But Tiffany Osmond would probably want nobody up at the plate other than Valentine. And that pitch swung on and missed. Strike three, that's the ball game. So in essence, striking out the side here in the seventh inning, it was Cam McCool and the Lions win it by a final score of four to three here this afternoon. Chris and I will be back to wrap up game one after this final timeout. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Kinder Morgan where your final line score here this afternoon for the Lions. They now have a four-game winning streak as they win it here this afternoon 4-3. to three. Four runs, nine hits, one error, nine left on base for the Lions. And for Dennison, three runs on three hits, two errors, and four left on base in this contest. Sarah Miller... Picks up, uh, uh, picks up the victory here this afternoon. And for Sarah, that extends her record now to 3-2 and two on the season. Cam McCool came in to 
get the save, her second of the season. So, Chris, I think a couple of things that the Lions have to be concerned about. A, even though they had one error here this afternoon, uh, in that one inning where I thought they had a couple of errors uh, against Denison, they need to be concerned a little bit about their defense and the amount of runners that they left on base here this afternoon in this first game, which was nine. I know the coaching staff won't be happy with that fifth inning defensive performance. Uh, let Denison get in, tie the game back up with just a couple errors, and just coming into the game, they only had six errors on the on the season. So, a couple errors there in the top of the fifth was able to get Denison the lead or to tie it up. So, coaching staff won't be happy about that, but they'll go back and they'll work on that. The good thing is, the Mount didn't put their heads down and pout. They came back, got the run. And again, a big moment. Uh, Liv Berger delivers a game-winning RBI for the Mount. And again, Sarah Miller had a really good outing. Cam McCool came in. Four of her six outs were stri- four strikeouts. Sarah Miller had eight strikeouts. So good pitching performance. Unfortunate about the errors where the Denison was able to get some runs. But I really like the uh, offense for the Mount. Obviously, they left a lot on. But getting kids on base, scored early. And then again, when we got to that four-run mark, we've now had all of our eight wins have had four runs or more. Well, Miller went five innings in the ball game, gave up three runs, one of them earned. She gave up four hits, one walk, struck out eight in the ball game. Cam McCool came in and shut the door to pick up the save in two innings of work. She walked three, struck out four in the ball game. Meanwhile, for Denison taking the loss this afternoon. Taylor Taylor Falkenberg, and Falkenberg now is 0-2 on the year. She threw 106 pitches here this afternoon, Chris. Six innings of work, four runs, all of them earned. She gave up nine hits, two walks, and struck out four in the ballgame. But she battled and battled and battled. Yes, Denison battled, Falkenberg battled. Uh, I was really impressed with Denison's at-bats, man. They, They grounded it out and made Cam and Sarah work. For every out, obviously we saw that last out was hard to get. It was a hard grind game. Uh, but really good toughness by the Mount to kind of just stay to the course. Obviously giving up the lead in the fifth and uh, just stay into the course. Liv Berger comes up big. A couple big defensive plays, though. Bramble with the double up out of right field. And Liv, or, uh, Elizabeth Ivers early in the game with the strikeout throw him out. So two big defensive plays, even though it had a couple errors tonight. Still big defensive plays for Bramble and Ivers. And obviously Liv Berger coming up with a crew pinch hit. And then uh, obviously Miller and Cam McCool had a really good performance on the mound for the mound. So the Lions move their record to 8-5 and five on the season. They've now won four in a row. Denison falls to 1-4 and four on the year. And their short one-game winning streak is now over. We will be broadcasting game number two. Unless these clouds look like they're going to (laughs) precipitate, then we may be getting out of here in a big, big hurry. But nonetheless, right now, we're planning on bringing you game two of this doubleheader. Chris and I are going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back at about 5.35 here this afternoon for game two of this. For Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon. Your final score once again from Kinder Morgan in game one. Mount St. Joseph 4. Denison 3, until about 5.35, 25 minutes from now. We'll be back in just a little bit.